Hello, and welcome to Digging for Something. I am JJ, and this is episode one. Now, since it is episode one, it's probably going to be very muddled since this is the first time I've actually dove into podcasting. So, who I am? Well, once again, I am JJ, and um, I've kind of been inspired by listening to other podcasts to kind of start my own. Now, I'm not going to say I believe I'm going to get many listeners. I may get listeners. I may not get listeners, but this is just an avenue for me to voice my own thoughts, my own feelings about things, uh, right or wrong, uh, because we all have our own opinions, and we all have things we like and don't like, and things we we feel strongly about. Um, Unfortunately, sometimes people feel strongly about uh, things that they just close themselves off to other people and other people's opinions. And I think that is, is a shame. And that's probably one of the bigger issues going on in this country today, is we don't have enough understanding or respect for other people's opinions. Now, obviously, there there could be some opinions that are pretty out there or pretty offensive. Um, and yes, those people should be called out. But uh, people who have opinions, whether it's not accepted by the majority or it's interpreted, um, I believe everybody should be given an opportunity to explain um, themselves and not... Uh, not being attacked and uh, having everything they they say twisted or uh, used to prove somebody else's point. But we'll discuss that a little later. Um, Now, I started this podcast once again, you know, it gave me an avenue to kind of just talk about things and things that I want to talk about. But also, uh, unfortunately, we're living in a time where this COVID has pretty much shut down the world and has impacted many people many different ways. Myself, I have been I was impacted because I'm a furloughed employee. Now, uh, the hope is I will go back to work. When? Who knows? But I am just like millions of other people who've uh, either lost their jobs or have been furloughed and kind of just trying to get by and uh, trying to get through this. And it's been, it's been what, over three months? Uh, probably approaching four months when uh, we've really had to start taking it seriously. So um, that's pretty much why I decided to start this podcast and kind of go into a platform that's already crowded. Um, there's a lot of good podcasts out there, uh, just like TV. Uh, there's many options and a lot of people to choose from. So if somebody's interested in listening, I'd be more than happy to, to welcome every listener. And if uh, you listen and you, it's not your cup of tea, well, so be it. You can change the channel. It doesn't bother me. We all have, uh, you know, we all have our, our pers- personal preferences. Um, now, but, but I do not want this podcast to be about is political uh, or extreme political views or really trying to um, steer people a certain political way. Uh, now, obviously, I do lean a certain way, 
Now, I don't want to say which way I lean because really it, it shouldn't matter. Um, it really should just matter what I say. And uh, if I can if it spur debate, great. If somebody wants to challenge me, great. Though I don't know how since I'm doing this podcast by myself. But hey, um, it is what it is. And uh, I can argue with myself. With politics, it's crazy like that anyway. So you know, I don't want to be CNN. I don't want to be Fox News, MSNBC, um, whichever newspaper leans whichever way. Uh, I don't. I will discuss. I may. I will bring up topics that are political, but I'm not going to get overly emotional or or tell people how to vote or or what candidate is best. And it, at the end of the day, it's everybody. Everybody has a vote and should vote. And vote for who you believe is right for for you, for who goes along with your beliefs. Um, you know, I I don't believe you should go with the sheep mentality and just follow um, a candidate because somebody says, okay, you have to follow this person. This is who you should vote for because you fall into the demographic, so you should vote for that person, or and you you are in that demographic. And at the end of the day, it's. Uh, it's really what you believe and what you want um, this country to look like. And, you know, I've said many times, um, don't want to give away my age, but uh, I'm probably either in middle aged or approaching middle age. But um, I've, I've lived through my fair share of presidents. And I always say, um, whoever gets voted into office, this country, the way it's been built, um, we can withstand a bad president. Uh, we can withstand people in in Congress and the Senate who make poor decisions, and you know, we will we'll survive it. And uh, there might be down times, but you know, it's it's the ebb and flow. So it uh, it's life. It's yeah. It's it's what we have to go through. Um, you know, there's been candidates that have run for office that I did not vote for. And, you know, it's just like a, a football game. Uh, my team loses, ah, it sucks. But, you know, tomorrow is another day. So it is what it is. If if somebody's voted into office, whether I voted for that person or not, that's that person's representing us. And I feel that that's how we all should look at it. And... At least that will, will kind of get us through one hoop of, you know, fighting for something that you really can't control because what's done is done. So let's let's move on. And, you know, in four years, if you don't like the current president, somebody else can get in office and everybody will have a vote. And four years after that and four years after that, you know, well, hopefully four years, you know, we don't we don't want any of uh, our our leaders that we voted for to be, you know, removed from office in a violent manner or anything like that. But, you know, that's, uh, that's always a possibility. Hasn't happened in decades and hopefully it never will again. Um, but once again, you know, politics is always a hot button topic and it's always in the news and everybody always has strong opinions. It's, it's kind of one of those topics, politics and religion uh, we've always been told from a young age that you don't want to discuss with people you're not that close to because 
it is very hot button and emotions and, and kind of people lose all rationale. And I've seen it. I've seen arguments and fights and cursing and this just because people have different political views. But it is, you know, it's everybody's choice. And we have to respect that. And once again, I've I voted for, pre- uh, for people for president who didn't win and, uh, and I voted for who have. Um, and at the end, uh, the next day, I'm still have to, well, right now I'm not going to work, but uh, when I have voted, yeah, I, I had to go to work the next day. And, uh, you know, you got to make the best of it. Um, now, what else? Things that I like and dislike. Um, it's very cliche, but yes, I like sports. Uh, I love sports, actually. Um, I love playing it, probably more than watching it. Unfortunately, one of the things that happen as you get older, it becomes a little more difficult to play. Uh, one, it's, you know, finding people, you know, especially team sports, uh, even a simple game like tennis. Uh, I, I, I wish I could play tennis all the time, but it's hard to find partners who can play. Either people are married or work or uh, school. It's just, it's just very difficult. Uh, that's that's kind of why, you know, it happens to a lot of men. Uh, we we kind of gain a little weight. <laughs> Uh, we're not as active as we used to be in our uh, late teens and early 20s. But, uh, you know, we try to be as healthy as we can be. And uh, we found this is, is a temptation. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a temptation that I try to fight. And uh, sometimes I win and sometimes I don't. Um, and I'm sure it's something that everybody has fought. Everybody has their little vices. Uh, hopefully they're legal. Um in my case, I'm not a goody two-shoes, but yeah, most of my vices are legal, but they're not really healthy. But uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Diet Coke, and people always laugh when I would go to McDonald's or Wendy's, and I would order like two meals and a Diet Coke. And like, who are you kidding? Uh, but it's just one of those things where uh, when I was younger and thought I was trying to be healthier, I, I started drinking Diet Coke instead of regular Coke. Because, you know, it's diet. It has to be better for you. It, you know, that's what we think. That's what we tell ourselves. Uh, but let's be honest, no soda is good for you. But either way, I still drink it. I still like it. Um, and after a few weeks, I got so used to the taste that I I couldn't even drink regular Coke to this day. I mean, it's probably been 20 years since I drank regular Coke. Um, and I, I get upset when... I go somewhere and I get a drink, get it to go. <laughs> they give me Coke instead of Diet Coke. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. It's silly to get upset over things like that. But um, with takeout and drive through, oh, that's my pet peeves. Oh, I get so mad when, when, uh, when I don't get <laughs> something I don't want. I mean, oh, reliable, Chick-fil-A. I went to Chick-fil-A today. Uh, and, of course, the line was around the corner. Um, I didn't count cars, but if I did, it probably would have been, you know, 50 cars waiting, but I was smart. I ordered through the app. Mm-hmm. Yep. The app. This old dog uses new technology. Uh, but the problem with it is they bring out your food and you don't really, you know, you put on the app what sauces, uh, um, you know, mayonnaise, ketchup, things like that that you want, 
and they come to your car and of course they're wearing a mask and you know you're, you're trying to to make it as quick as possible you know for 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 safety and uh for everybody's health and uh i just leave and what happens when i get home you know well first of all um i kind of got my daughter the wrong thing when i ordered it, it wasn't chick-fil-a's fault it was my fault and uh i felt really bad about that but then they didn't include her sauce for her nuggets. Oh, yeah, I'm, you know, upset. And then the cherry on top, they didn't have, they didn't include any of the mayonnaise packets that I requested. And for like each meal, I requested a couple of mayonnaise packets because uh, I'm a big fan of mayonnaise. So I had, you know, and of course, Chick-fil-A sandwiches, the, the regular Chick-fil-A. Uh, I don't like, I don't like the pickle, so I, I asked for without the pickle they're very dry because they come with nothing. So, you know, of course I'm stubborn and I'm not putting anything on it because they didn't give it to me. So I'm just going to eat it as it is. You know, I'll suffer. Um, you know, kind of like cutting your nose to spite your face, but I finished eating it cranky and all that. But even Chick-fil-A who is probably the most reliable fast food place you can go to. And they're all always so nice. I, you know, I don't know what it is. It just seems like, if a person's going to work in fast food and they're a nice person, they have to go to Chick-fil-A. Yeah, no, no, McDonald's. No, 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 no. You're too nice for us here. No, no. Wendy's? Oh, hey, no. No, you're a Chick-fil-A person. You don't belong here. Oh, you with the attitude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come over here. Yeah, yeah. Come in front of the line. Front of the line. Yeah, yeah. We'll probably pay you less anyway. So, But Chick-fil-A, that is, they, they never let me down. But... um. But they did today, but I'll live. Uh, you know, I put a little two stars on review for the food just because I wanted to bitch and complain about something. Uh, my apologies for using the word bitch. Uh, I'll try not to use any language that is inappropriate. I I would like this podcast to be for everybody. Um, but, you know, sometimes I do get emotional about certain things or I get frustrated or who knows, I might stub my toe walking as I'm recording this and I might blurt something out. And, um, you know, in those instances, I'll apologize in advance. So sports, obviously food, diet, coke, um, like that. and one of my guilty pleasures is the Hallmark Channel. I don't know what it is, but it's kind of like, or reliable. If there's nothing else on TV, my DVR is empty, I will just throw on the Hallmark Channel. I already know how it's going to go. Uh, the, the first 20 minutes is either the the the, um, the plot where somebody's meeting somebody for the first time and they don't get along, or they're with a, a current partner and things are crashing, and then they meet somebody, and then then the next hour is the uh, the story grows. The two people come together. Then with about 30 minutes left, oh, something happens, and they're not going to be together. And then with 10 minutes left, they they come together. So the format's the same, and it is. It's one of those just like, you know, things that just keep you in a decent mood. It's, uh, it's, it's not, it's not uh, highly intellectual TV, uh, but it's just something, you know, to keep your, your mind happy. So I'll, I'll throw one home my channel every now and then. I, I do enjoy documentaries. Um, 
been uh, I've been watching Breaking Breaking the Band on um, one of these cable channels. Uh, you know, they they they've gone from uh, one of my favorite bands, Journey, and learning things I really didn't know, and even New Kids on the Block, and you know, they they uh, they cover um, many different types of bands. Probably not as many as I, I'd like, but. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of documentaries, uh, um, documentaries about NWA, um, I forget that record store, that famous, famous record store that, you know, once pretty much digital music came out, all the record stores failed. Um, it was a very popular record store in, uh, in, in California. Uh, when it comes back to me, I'll, I'll share it, but. Um, so I, you know, even Pablo Escobar documentary. So I, I do enjoy documentaries. Um, I do like stupid comedies as well. Uh, Hall Pass, I think hilarious, uh, old school, um, we're the Millers. Um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of kind of those type of comedies. Uh, then kind of go, uh, old school with Friday and next Friday. Um, you know, some of the more inappropriate, I guess, comedies you can say, uh, some, we'll go back to, but yeah, sometimes people get offended for everything. Uh, some of the things I don't like, uh, I can't stand reality TV. Um, and you know, I will make a confession when real world started uh what was this 30 plus years ago yeah i watched it um you know i have a family member who actually sent in a i think a a request or a video or something to get on the show many many years ago uh didn't make it on but um i was a real work fan and world rules and the challenges and you know that was probably kind of the beginning of the reality TV we see we see today but um, I I don't understand why anybody won't want to put their family uh, on TV and uh, yeah I'm doing a podcast but um, not really divulging who I am but you know I think people should keep their family lives private and you know it's it's something I despise uh, the bachelor the bachelor at uh, I, I get I get upset when I see those shows on, and yeah, I know, I know, I gotta get over it, uh, why am I getting so upset, why is that impacting me that way, but, you know, we all have our, our little nuances, where we get stupid over things, so I'm not a fan of reality TV, um, you know, the Kardashians, yeah, I've insulted them, I make fun of them, um, I, I scoff at the self-made billionaire title, which uh, I guess is in dispute now. Um, you know, I, I do give them credit because they definitely made a name. And if it wasn't for people watching, they wouldn't. But um, I'm a little old school where I like my celebrities who have actually accomplished something. Um, you know, you, you see, oh, yeah, this person from The Bachelor is a celebrity. Like, they went on a dating show and now they're a celebrity because they did that? No. But, you know, that's where we are in time. And uh, like I say, anybody else who doesn't like this podcast can change it. You know, I can change it as well. I don't need to watch it. 
And, uh, but, you know, it's, my only problem is I think there's been some good TV that has been lost because the ratings go to reality. It's, it's simple, cheap, quick to produce. And, uh, you know, if, if you can get a bunch of nobodies, uh, you pay them minimum, uh, your production costs are 10% of what, um, an actual scripted show is and your advertising revenue is the same. Yeah, of course. Producers are going to do that. Why not? Makes sense. You know, it's about money at the end of the day. Chugging on some water. I'm not used to talking this uh, much straight. So, um, I don't like reality TV. Um, I don't like overly political correctness, which, which is pretty much the direction we're going to now. Um, but I won't go that deep into it. But man, politi- over over political correctness and oversensitivity for everything—that's uh, uh, that's something that annoys me. Um, what else annoys me? There has to be more things that annoy me. Um, <laughs> Let's see what annoys me. Hmm. You know, some people get annoyed when somebody wears flip flops with uh with socks, but I'm guilty of that, so <laughs> I I am not the most stylish of people. Um I'm stylish in my own mind. Uh I'm also you know, much fitter in my own mind as well. Uh I don't know what's worse, the mirror or pictures, photos. I don't know which is worse. Sometimes the mirror good lighting, you're like, oh, look good and then you take a picture and you're like what the hell was i thinking um but we all have our own little quirks and our own little insecurities we have to deal with so that's a little bit about myself and um you know why i started uh, this podcast um what am i hoping to get out of it who knows uh just kind of a, a form to to express myself and um, maybe somebody will get something out of it. Uh, I mean, this is this is not the Harvard of of um, podcasts, so I, I don't. I'm not going to be educating. I'm I'm not going to be filling the time with a bunch of facts and figures, just like all these other so-called news network most of it's just going to be my opinion uh my observations so um what's going on let's see um well what's been going on for months the whole covid now i as i stated earlier um i'm unfortunately a victim of it i am a furloughed employee and uh the industry i work in um i'm not really going to kind of disclose it right now uh, there may be some things I disclose later, but as of right now, it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, um, COVID has has crippled many industries, many countries. Uh, the global impact has been incredible. Um, you know, it's easy to blame China because that that's where that's where it all started. Some somewhere patient zero um, is there, and it's something that we have to take seriously. And 
Um, there, there are kind of two extremes, and you, you kind of see it. And I'm somewhere in the middle. You, you, you have, I guess, many ways I'm in the middle. Um, probably most topics I will discuss, I'm somewhere in the middle. Um, not that I'm Switzerland, but neutral. It's just I, I try to see all points. But with COVID, it's uh, you have those who are like, okay, it's it's a bad flu. Um, everything should be open. And then you have those that we're all gonna die. Hide, get a mask, stay away from me. Oh, you're breathing. Don't stop. Stop breathing. Stop breathing. No. Um, we're really it's they're they're both really extreme. And um, I I was one who was like, oh, it's just a bad flu. But that was more the pessimistic side of me. Um, trying to kind of talk myself into to believing that because I didn't want it to be that bad. I didn't I didn't foresee uh, what has taken place to be the outcome. But you know, I, obviously, I was worried, and you know, once again, it did impact me. Um, it is much worse than the flu, and it does impact so many people. Now, for me. Um, I consider myself in decent health. Um, I'm still, I'm still a young man in many ways. So even if I did, you know, contract it, I'm pretty confident that there would be no long-term effect. But once again, I do have a mother who is in a very high-risk category. So I do worry about that. Now, I've seen my mother what three times in the last. Uh, three months. And, you know, I'm not somebody and it's, it's probably not a good thing to say, but I'm not very good at, at staying in communication and visiting and things like that. I'm very homey. Um, you know, I've, I've seen other families or, uh, where it's like, okay, every other day they have to be with each other and things like that. Oh, I want to buy the house next door to my parents, my cousins, this, that. I've never been like that. I, th- I think space is important, but that's just me. Um, but I, I try to stay away from my mother and my kids. I try to, I didn't want them near my mother just because she was in a high risk category. And I didn't, I didn't want to take that risk. So even for myself, yeah, I, I think it's fine. I'm fine. Um, I would be, you know, I would, I would go out in public and yeah, I would take some precautions, but you know, I, I didn't live in a cave. Um, but I do worry about what if I caught it in my, and then pass it to my mother. Um, those are the things I worry about. And, uh, who knows when, when this is going to pass. Um, you know, it's the hope it was always, it would run its course and it would, it would kind of deplete itself (laughs) almost. Um, yeah, there's, there's many different studies and research, uh, research laboratories um, trying to create vaccines. Um, I was reading about in, in the UK and in the US. Um, they're on different uh, phases of testing and things like that. Uh, but I also understand from things that I've read that, you know, even there's a vaccine, it's not 100%. Um, I think I read, I could be wrong. And there'll be many times I'm wrong and I'll just throw it out anyway. Uh, like 60 something percent effectiveness is considered a good vaccine. So we're not talking about a cure. 
Now, what we need is a vaccine in conjunction with, um, you know, successful recovery, rehabilitation, you know, treatment methods to to kind of get those who do contract it, um, you know, back to health. Now, I I really believe since it was new, uh, more people died than will die just because the treatment for it, it was kind of unknown. Okay, will this work? Will that work? Uh, you know, it's like, okay, uh, this this uh, hospital found that um, this blood type, they, they recover quicker or um, this drug cocktail will help or uh, this method or that method. So it, we're really still in the learning stage. And I, th- I think once the treatments are, are you know, better established or more established and shared throughout the world, it, um, you, you will see that mortality rate reduce. And also, it, it's really hard to gauge how many people actually contracted it because there are so many asymptomatic um, I've kind of been curious to take the antibody test to see if I have been exposed to it. I don't know. Maybe I have, and I don't know. Um, one day I'll probably do it. Maybe in the near future. I think if you give blood, they test you for it. Um, I've been trying to um, give blood, but uh, I, I, sometimes I'll take like uh, I'll get a headache and take Excedrin, and if you have aspirin, you shouldn't donate blood or if I, one of the, you know, few exercise days, I'm like, it, it hasn't worked out yet where I'm like, okay, today I'm not doing anything. I'm, I feel fine. I'm not going to do anything tomorrow morning. Let's give blood. And then, you know, it's raining every other day too, as well. So uh, those mobile um, donation centers, uh, it's kind of hard when it's pouring outside. But... Um, the whole COVID thing, it doesn't look like it's going anywhere soon. Uh, it's, it's something that we have to deal with and as states open and of course there's going to be a spike. I think we all knew that. The biggest problem is people. Um, people are just so irresponsible. Um, I don't know how many times I would go to the, go to the bathroom, obviously. I go to the bathroom, everybody goes to the bathroom or, uh, at, uh, where I work, and, you know, you go to the bathroom, let's say, four or five times a day, and there's always going to be somebody else in there, and so many people just do not wash their hands. Now, and that's just the men, and I've always thought, and I've been told that women are worse in the bathroom, but I don't go in the women's bathroom, but um, but they don't wash their hands. And well, the ones who don't wash their hand is one thing. I'll, I'll accept them because that's just who they are. The ones who just go underwater real quick. It's like, oh, yeah, they did it for show. Like, come on, buddy. I know you didn't wash your hand. You you, you washed nothing off. Um, it's like, why bother? Just be like the other ones. Be who you, be who you are. You know, don't wash your hands. Just be, be, be you. You go be you. Because um, you're not fooling anybody. But, you know, people just don't take regular normal hygiene uh, into account 
and really that's that's the start that's the start of staying healthy is washing our hands and uh, you know just like talking telling my kids uh don't touch this don't touch don't touch that don't put your hands in your mouth don't touch the bottom of your shoes don't do and yeah I, I've become one of those parents um that I used to make fun of but we all become that parent uh there's nothing but better in life than being a parent as well um you know you won't be happier for anything than your child's success in anything they do uh i won't get into that right now but yeah uh, i think kids and family you know and uh, i think it's very important for kids to have positive role models in both their parents whether they're married or divorced or uh, never been married, uh, born out of wedlock, it's very important for both parents to be involved in their child's life. And that is a start. And if we had more of that, we'd have a much better society. Uh, we, need, we need more of having kids grow up uh, with the proper role models and proper involvement. That goes a long way. But that is a topic for another episode. So COVID, where the hell do we go from here? So yeah, we, there's been some spikes and um, there's been a lot of testing. And um, I have noticed that when, when it, it you know, really first started spiking a couple months ago, active cases kept rising, 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 and recover, which just wasn't growing at all. Now... Yeah, the, the new cases are rising, but the recovery, those recovered are much quicker. So that those numbers are jumping as well. And the number of critical, serious and critical, are also kind of, that's not at the levels they were. So th- there are positive steps there. And hopefully we can get to a place where, um, you know, the kind of, you know, the term new normal is, will be something might not be the normal we we had, but hopefully it will get to a place where it's not that far off. Um, but only time will tell. So what else is in the news? Well, the really hot button topic that is um, sad and I don't know if it's set us back or is moving us forward. Uh, the whole Black Lives Matter, and yeah, I, I um, what happened in Minnesota to George Floyd, and I'm not going. I, I, I've seen pictures. I, I don't. I haven't seen the videos. I don't want to see the videos. Uh, I can read about it and and see the stills, and uh, it's it's obviously disturbing, and you know the cop. Who knows? Um, I can't say if the cop is racist. Yeah, it's a white cop, and George Floyd is obviously black. Um, was it racially motivated? It's possible. Um, I don't know the cop. And I think we'll, it's too easy to just kind of jump, oh, it's it's racial. It's not always racial. Some, some people are just not good people and has nothing to do with race. Now, I'm not saying that all the instances that have taken place don't have racial motivations behind them because obviously I, I'd be naive. Uh, there are, um, but and also, but also at the same token, 
Um, you know, it's police brutality is not always white top uh, black victim or offender or alleged offender. Um, it's white on white, black on black, black on white, um, white on Hispanic, Hispanic on Hispanic. Yeah, it's it's kind of sad that all of the police are getting lumped in because there are bad apples. Um, there are so many, the great majority of our police officers are good people and good at their job and are not what kind of has been shown. But at the same time, you know, you can't argue with what we've seen. And yes, we need to do something about it. You know, many years ago, I probably took this topic lightly. I was like, okay, well, <clears throat> don't commit a crime. Don't put yourself in that position. Um, it was easy for me to say, but uh, as I got older, um, you know, and, and kind of understood and kind of matured in my own emotions and my own mentality, uh, I did see that, yeah, th there is kind of, I don't know if inequality is the correct word, um, but there's an imbalance. Um, yes, the the prisons are f uh, filled. I don't know the exact, exact statistics, but it's not the same proportion as the population. Um, there are more uh, blacks in jail uh, percentage-wise than out of jail. And uh, we're talking percentage, not people, just percentage. And it's not as simple as get yeah, blacks commit more crime. Um, that is the easy argument. Um, but as I've gotten older, I have kind of seen where, yeah, there, the opportunities, the benefit of the doubt, the leniency is skewed. It's not, it's not equal. And you know, if somebody commits a crime punishment, is should be given however you know just like the three strikes uh law i believe in some states or federal or california i know california has it um at first i was like well don't break the law three times but once again once i got older you know just because somebody commits a crime doesn't you know 25 years to life <sighs> The, if the, the punishment doesn't always fit the crime, you know, if we're talking violent crimes, um, armed robberies, you know, obviously um, strong arm robberies, uh, attempted murder, rape, you know, things of that nature. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be leaning on that. But, you know, petty crimes, um, fraud, like I'm not, I'm not talking about made off fraud. I'm talking, you know, bad checks or. Uh, stolen credit cards, um, uh, drug possession. That's even a point where I've kind of moved a little bit. I still, I'm not into legalization of everything, but um, we don't need to fill our jails with people who, with buyers, with users. Um, it's not going to benefit anybody in society. So, um, but we definitely need to 
make a better system for everybody. Um, yeah, Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, All Lives Matter. Yeah, um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of hostility because just because somebody is saying Black Lives Matter is they're not saying that you know it's only about blacks and. Uh, somebody who's counters that with all lives matter is does not necessarily being unsympathetic or yeah unsympathetic to the black lives matters cause um you know as shannon sharp says you can have two things that are the truth and they're both the truth black lives matter all lives matter blue lives matter everything matters um and it's something we all as a society have to try to work for now I completely agree with the the protests, yeah, because you know something has to be improved. So protest, I'm perfectly good with. Um, you know, I'm not good with those who are out there trying to kind of make a name for themselves or get on. You know, protests, peaceful protests, um, I'm for. Uh, obviously, looting. Um, setting things on fire, taking over police stations. That's um, that's something that I cannot get behind. And that's something that uh, no matter how somebody wants to justify it, there's no justification for it. Because that is, all you're doing is the people who might be on the fence, you're pushing them against you. Um, peaceful protests, um, articulate arguments, uh, speeches, um, things of that nature. You know, basic human rights, um, intelligent words, um, decent words, nonpartisan words. That's what we need. We don't need violence. We don't need vandalism. Yeah, things are insured. Yeah, but there, there is a cost. There's always a cost. Um, and especially if you if it's done in your own neighborhood. Now, I, I know there's been a lot of talk. It's outsiders who come in and uh are are doing the worst of it but at the end of the day we need we need to to stop it i mean i've seen i think it was in new mexico uh john jones he was sitting outside a chair to make sure the area he was in was not going to get looted now he's a tough mma dude uh, um not somebody i'd get in the ring with uh even if he's drunk he'd probably whip my you know what but you know, he's somebody who's sympathetic cause, but not to the point where, you know, you're going to tear down a neighborhood or a perfectly good business. Now, I also don't believe just because you mark something black owned, okay, let's not burn that one. Let's burn down the white owned one. No, that's, once again, that's not solving. That's just pushing people against. Um, we need action. We need, we need people to join the, the protest, join the groups and, and be part of it, and be part of the change. Um, now, nothing happens overnight, so we need patience. But you know, you're not going to put the pedal to the metal. Um, you might be in second gear, but and if that's going to take, but as long as it's in gear and moving forward, uh, that's what we need. Um, so, um, I don't know how much further I can really get into that. It's it's really hard to to kind of just say everything that's on your mind 
it's much easier when you have a uh, a group show. Um, but hey, this is this is a solo act here, at least for now. Who knows what's going to happen in the future? Um, but you know, it's uh, let's hope let's let's hope for better days ahead. Um, you know, uh, what was I hearing the other day? Somebody said, "I don't see color." Okay, um, what's that person over there? Right, describe that person. Black. He's black. Oh, I thought you didn't see color. Well, obviously, you know, that's uh, <laughs> that's kind of ridiculous because it's just like saying, uh, I don't see color. What color is hair? Brown or blonde or white. So it it is what it is. We, um, yeah, we all see color, but we're all one, one people. And um, whether whether you're, you're born here or, or immigrated here, we're all one, and um, you know it's. I'm very proud to be born here. Proud to be uh, an American. Um, we have a lot of problems here, but we're still one of the best countries in the world to live. Um, and and hopefully we're just going to keep making it better and better and better. Um, I I'm not one who agrees with sitting or kneeling during the national anthem. Um, once again, you know, there's things that haven't gone well for me here, but this is my country, and I love my country, and I will stand for the national anthem. Uh, I don't agree with kneeling. Um, however, it's a person's right to do it. I will never say they can't, because that flag gives us the right to stand or sit or kneel or not even show up, lie down, close your eyes. It, it doesn't matter. So everybody has that right. We have that freedom. Uh, just because I personally wouldn't do it, I would. I would not say that somebody shouldn't do it, and it, it's their right. Um, you know, with that in mind, I also don't believe that's the best way to get the message across either. Um, for the simple fact, once again, those people that are on the fence who really take, you know being an American to heart, you might, you might lose them. Um, I think there's plenty of ways to, to give your message, uh, than, than to kneel. Um, yeah, uh, I know in basketball, there's been a couple, a few players who have not wanted to go back and say, you know, this movement is, is more important. It's important, but once again, you know, just like with COVID, you know, the world cannot stop now. You can play basketball. You can do more than one thing at a time. Um, and you can use that platform of playing basketball to push the message. Um, you know, who knows whether people are going to stand or kneel. Uh, once again, I'm, I don't think kneeling is the way to go, but it's everybody's right. Uh, whether I, I agree with somebody's message or what they're doing, you know, it's uh, I'm not here to judge them. Um, it might not be something I do or something I agree with, but it's absolutely their right. Now, speaking of kneeling, uh, Colin Kaepernick, uh, who I don't know how he's been anointed the person who's taken the lead in this. Um, now, I, uh, as I've said, it's everybody's right to stand or not. Um, now, with Colin Kaepernick, I just don't believe he is the right person to lead this. 
um, Marcellus Wiley. Um, I forgot the name of the show. I, I just started watching it. Uh, it's after The Herd. Um, I believe it's only an hour. Sometimes he has LeVar Arrington on there um, and other guests. Uh, he's Marcellus Wiley's is uh, somebody who grew up in, in Compton and uh, wound up going to Columbia University, playing football, being a first-round draft pick in the NFL, had some productive years. Um, and listening to him, and I I really like what he has to say. And, um, you know, one of the things he said is he doesn't believe Colin Kaepernick has the depth to really be a leader in this movement. And I, I kind of absolutely agree with him. And, you know, this push where the commissioner of the NFL, we have to, um, you know, let's get involved in the social justice and whatever, um, you know, condemn racism and like that. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Uh, but there's an uproar because he didn't mention Colin Kaepernick. whoop they do So what? Does he have to mention everybody who who is involved? I don't um, I don't think Colin Kaepernick, just because he was the one who got the most media attention for kneeling, um, should be given kind of a free pass. This is not somebody who has made all the right decisions and stances. And yeah, did he have a point? Absolutely. Um, but he just didn't lead the point. Yeah, there's many ways you can protest, uh, but he just didn't have the depth to discuss it. And um, there were many missteps along the way, um, you know, from from wearing the pig socks. And um, I'm sorry, that's, you know, that's an entire class of people. Yeah, it's different races and all that. It's an occupation, but it's an entire class of people that you're degrading. That is, you know, I'm not going to say it's on the same level, but it's like saying black people are the N-word. You know, it's a derogatory term for a group of people. Um, and once again, the great majority of the police are good. And wearing, you know, pig socks uh, to, sh- to show his disdain for the, the police, that is a misstep. And I don't think you should get a free pass just because um, his original message. Also, um Wearing the shirt that had Fidel Castro. I mean, once again, like Marcellus, Marcellus Riley uh, stated, he does, he, I don't think he has the depth. Um, obviously, Castro is a dictator. He's been a dictator. He was a dictator for decades. He oppressed his own people, which Colin Kaepernick said people of color were being oppressed. But yet you're wearing a shirt for a dictator who oppressed his own people. And when he was called out on it, he doubled down to say, well, they have a good school system. Really? That's going to be your argument? Show some humility and say, okay, I was wrong. Let me educate myself. Um, you know, there's been there's been other missteps, whether it's uh, the owner of the 49ers trying to coordinate a, a uh, meeting with the police to in San Francisco to kind of try to work in him being a no-show on that. Or the debacle of uh, the workout where it wasn't to his terms when the NFL tried to set up a workout to try to get him a job. It wasn't to his terms. So he he basically says the hell with it and I'm going to do my own thing and, uh, you know, have the teams. You know, if I'm unemployed and I want to get a job, 
I'm not going to um, some company and say, oh, okay, yeah, you can interview me, but you're going to do it here with these people. No, I want the job. If they need me to do something, it's got to be on their terms because I'm the one looking for a job. But for some reason, he felt entitled and he's going to, he has to do it his way. And if not, it's because it's collusion. You know, if, if you're shooting yourself in the foot, you can't blame somebody else because they, they have a different gun. You still, sh- you shot yourself in, in the foot, but it's something that, uh, you know, he, 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 it was a misstep. And then afterwards, instead of saying, you know, I'm ready to play that I'll be humble, he's challenging owners. And I'm sorry if I'm an owner of a team and you're coming out and say, stop running from the truth, stop running from this stop. I mean, you want to call me out? I don't want you on my team. I'm the owner. The hell? I'm I'm the one with the the pockets. I'm the one who does the hiring. You're gonna call me out? No. So he hasn't done anything to entitle him to anything. Um, you know, they they spoke of collusion, and whether I don't believe he was it was collusion or blackballed or anything like that. In the end of the day, it just teams did not want that big of a distraction. If he was a top 10 quarterback, a true franchise quarterback, you take the distraction. But he wasn't somebody who could even beat out journeymen to hold on to the starting quarterback job. He is not that talented. He's a one-read-and-run quarterback. Um, so... Why do you want that distraction on a team? It's, I don't think it was collusion. It's people, it wasn't worth the trouble. And for now, they say, oh, he has to be on a team. Why? There's plenty of other players who are fighting to get jobs, who, who have done everything needed, who, who have said the right things. Um, I, I personally think he's, he wants to be a martyr. He'd rather that not get picked up and say he's blackballed and, and use it as an example. But, if he gets picked up, fine. I have no problem with it. If he nails, I'm against it, but that's fine. That's that's him. And if the team faces the, you know, if there's any pushback or anything like that, they'll deal with it. But to say, oh, we have to give him a job? No. No. There's, there's nothing is entitled. It's a privilege to play in the NFL. Um, you know, if he would have done things right, if he would have been – kind of more articulate and what he stood for, but nobody ever hears from him. Um, and the problem is there's been more negative that has been out there than what he said. Yeah, he does a lot of things behind the scenes, but if you're going to be the leader, you have to be out there. You have to speak about the issue. You have to be, you know, have more knowledge in and not come with facts and figures, but come with, with actual truths and not just, okay, this is what it is. This is what I'm kneeling. That's it. Injustice. Okay, what's the injustice? Um, what's the plan? What are you trying to accomplish? Um, is it pre- any police brutality? Is it uh, changing the justice system, trying to give uh, uh, minorities more opportunities and, and more leniency? Um, you know, is it going into the neighborhoods and you know, one of the things I think would be great is, you know, a lot of these neighborhoods, um, as I said earlier, you know, they're, they're, they're missing a parent. Um, 
And it's one thing that that uh, Marcel's uh, you know, and I'll reference him many times, uh, stated that that is a big issue. Um, we many people, many kids don't grow up with that father figure. Uh, it's very easy to create a child, but it's much more difficult to be a father of that child. So that is that is another issue that 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 needs to kind of be addressed. And and um, as as we're going through the social just uh, social justice and um, making it better for minorities in the social justice or in the criminal justice system and um, in interactions with police and things like that, which all needs to happen. Let, let's let's take it further. Let's work on also the neighborhoods and things like that. You know, th- those those neighborhoods, those uh, low income neighborhoods, um, they're not all minorities they're, because there's plenty of you know, Caucasian areas where, you know, there's, uh, there's many issues with crime and things like that. So it's just not a minority thing. Um, you know, that's just what, I guess, hmm, you know, the perception, but no, it's, it's everywhere, but let's, let's go further. Let's, let's have those police. Let's get, let's get some reform there. And then let's continue using that, that, that platform to, to work with the police and and maybe get the police to get go into these neighborhoods and and try to become positive role models for the for those kids that that don't have it um the, the male role models that that would really help them and and maybe steer them our right direction so kind of let's expand it not let's just not stop at the one issue um because you know that that's just a band-aid um you know just like with COVID and a vaccine or a cure—that's that's what we're fighting for. Is let's let's go let's go deeper, and um, let's let's get it. Let's get let's go to the source. Go to the beginning, and uh, get, let's get a better foundation. So then, as the years become decades, um, we don't have the same problems we have today, but we also have better, more productive citizens, more educated. Let's, um, let's work on, on, on all levels to, to make it better for everybody. So what am I, uh, I've been speaking for a long time now. Um, so kind of the last topic I want to touch on, uh, before I end this is, you know, social media, be careful with social media. I don't partake in it because it can bite you in the ass. There are trolls out there that will search for the simplest thing and and take it to the next level. So be careful. Be careful what you say. Um, you know, don't don't be baited into it. And you know, be smart. Think about. Think about things before you say it and post it, um, because you know once it's out there, it's out there, and somebody's gonna find it. So, yeah, be careful out there. Um, I will end the show now. This episode. Uh, anybody who does listen to it, thank you for listening. Um, I hope you're getting something out of it. Um, I enjoyed it. I spoke for a lot longer than I expected, and uh, um, I'll start working on my topics for the next episode. And you know. Hope, hope you're listening, and uh, I will try to con- keep this going and uh, make, the, make the episodes better, add more 
more uh, audio and uh, maybe be a little less muddled and have a guest or two. So take care and um, you'll be hearing from me soon.